Genesis 1-1 begins God's uh, word to us in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth you know uh, as we read his word as he has given us we learn that there was a before the beginning and even the statement itself said there had to be a before the beginning because in the beginning God that means that he existed prior to in the beginning and in the beginning uh, after much study and it don't take a lot to figure out that in the beginning talks about the beginning of the empirical realm that is the realm of existence that's physical in nature as we know it with all the laws of science that go with that the universe of expanse that goes with that in the beginning and I'm also convinced that in the beginning means time I am convinced that time is as physical as the physical elements we can see and touch time will disappear at the last day time will be no more so time will be used up we spend time time incorporates our lives from the get-go everything we do is in relation to time to some degree we're on this earth for a period of time we do things based on time in the empirical realm but before that happened why did that happen? Why are we here? Why did God create us? What is our destiny? I won't spend a lot of time on this, and uh, uh, we could talk about this for a long, long time, time again. But uh, the Bible also tells, and this will be a commentary more so than a verse-for-verse -verse, uh, uh, lecture. We learn that before time began and before the empirical realm was created that God existed created beings existed in the form of angels one of those angels and Lucifer would be his name the liar and father of it and his followers rebelled against God God expelled them from the heavenly realm and made a decision I'm assuming at that time, and it doesn't say, but uh, God wanted a form of being to be in heaven with him that was different than the angels that had already been created. He devised a plan. That plan was to create an empirical realm, a physical realm, and to create this form of being that is called man. That would be me and you and all the people that have lived from Adam. He wanted people to live with him in eternity that had proven themselves. Ones that he knew wanted to be with him. They, had a, they have a choice. We have a choice. The angels didn't have a choice. They were created and are with him. Of course, Lucifer and his followers had a choice too, and they were expelled. He wanted beings to be with him that wanted to be with him. So we're placed on this earth to prove ourselves as worthy to be with him. 
worthy is a cautious word in that no one is worthy, and God knew that. So before time began, he developed a plan, and in that plan was to provide a mechanism that we could be as though we're worthy, even though we're not. That plan included deity itself, his son. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him that were made. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Christ, the Christ, the Son of God, was part of that plan before in the beginning of the creation. When the fullness of time was come, he allowed his son to come and live in this empirical world in a human body. So he had a soul in that human body and a spirit to make that body live, but he was deity in the body in the flesh. The plan was that his son being perfect, absolutely perfect, we are as though we're perfect, we're not in reality sinless, but we're as though we're perfect because we have obeyed what God has told us to do. Part of this plan to prove our worthiness was to have people that could understand his word and to obey that word to the best of their ability and what he considered acceptable. Being acceptable was to do his will, and he has given that will to us. Part of the plan for the Christ was to die for us in our stead, to be the propitiation for us, and he did that on the cross. The Roman army killed him on the cross. During that cross hanging, he accepted the sins and drove them from the heavenly realm into the darkness of hell. When we were baptized into his death, while he was on the cross, yet his body was still alive, he was dead to God in that he was separated from God. And when we're baptized into his death, we left this world, gave him our sins, and came back to it in effect in that watery grave of baptism. So all the sins that we commit that he took every one of them, not just as a, a, a general glob of all mankind, individually, he assumed the sins of every person that ever lived while he was on that cross. And then, of course, he had to die the physical death. We didn't die into the physical death and go to, go to paradise with him. He's the one that went to paradise after his death. So that was God's plan before he even created us. And for us to, to be able to accept that <clears throat> is to obey what we have termed and what the Bible terms the plan of salvation. The reason we're here is summed up in two verses. The wisest man that ever lived, given that gift from God, Solomon, in the book of Ecclesiastes, wrote... This is the sum, to obey God and keep his commandments. That's the sum of man. For every work will be brought into judgment, whether it be good or whether it be evil. 
That's the sum of why we're here, to prove ourselves, to say that we're acceptable to be with God in eternity at the end of the beginning. That is, when the final day comes and physical realm is wiped away, the spiritual realm exists. We're a spiritual being. We were created. The soul occupies this body as long as the body's alive. When the body is dead, the soul will depart. And you know that uh, it'll either depart into the paradise section of the Hadean realm or the Tartarus section of the Hadean realm, which is not good. Anyway, that's why we're here, to prove ourselves, and God has told us how to do that. In short, Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. He wants, us, he wants people that please Him, that obey His will, the ones that are proven. Romans 10.17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. So we have to have faith, and we have to hear what that faith consists of, and it's through His Word. John 8.24 tells us, If you believe not that I am He, you shall die in your sins. And that's Christ talking. If, you don't, if we don't believe that the Christ is who He said He was, we will die in our sins. So we have to have faith by hearing the Word and believing the Word. Believing is not just, well, that's probably true. Believing says, I will do whatever it says. Luke 13.3 and Luke 13.5 says, Unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. After we know what it is, we know how we've been living in sin, we need to repent of that to live a new life. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we confess that the Christ is the Son of God, and we believe that unto the point of salvation, but we're not saved yet. We'll still die in our sins unless we finally consume, go through the consummation of the, the, uh, the requirements by having our sins removed. And at the time our sins are removed, God adds us to his family. He adds us to that group of people that are acceptable to him. He adds us to what is called the church or the kingdom. We have no choice about it. We look forward to it and are, are grateful for it. But God is the one that adds us to the church. Acts 2.38, Mark 16.16, 16, 1 Corinthians 12.13 says we're baptized into his body. Ephesians says the body is the church. So we're baptized into the church when our sins are remitted and therefore acceptable to God. And of course, after we become a Christian, we still live in this present world. But we have to be faithful, faithful to whatever God tells us to do. Matthew 24, 13 tells us that. That's a sum of why we are here. Uh, if you, in fact, haven't obeyed all of those things to become acceptable to God, we offer you that opportunity as we stand and sing.